Hello, my friends. You are listening to Grit and Grace. My name is Taverly, and I am your host. I'm here to share my entrepreneurial journey with you, and we'll be bringing on some amazing women who've been helping me, mentoring me, and inspiring me on how Grit and Grace helps them crush it in business, relationships, fitness, family, friends, and all that good stuff. Now, let's get started. Welcome back to Grit and Grace. Hello, everyone. This is Taverly, and I am your host. And today we're going to be talking about time blocking, time studies, focus, and goal setting. And it's interesting because I've had this conversation with a whole bunch of people recently. Because if you know me, you know that I like never respond to texts or casual emails like really fast. And part of that has become is because I have gotten really good at narrowing my ability to focus. And this year I have maximized how I'm spending my time by completing a two week time study. Because as business owners, we get pulled into so many different directions at once. And it's easy to get pulled into this hurricane that I call it and of of like a never ending busy work. And we do this in our lives and our personal lives. And in all things that we do, we can get caught up in menial tasks and not really have intention on what we want to accomplish. And this is so true when you are a business owner. And it's a conversation I have with a lot of other entrepreneurs about the challenges challenge of being able to make everything happen that you want to happen. And so last week I was talking to a friend of mine and I explained to her because she was turning her phone off because we were we were going to do some recording and I said, "Oh, it's kind of funny that I never think about that cuz I never keep my phone on." And she was like, "What?" And I said, yeah, I don't ever keep my phone on. I don't need my phone to be on. My kids, you know, I've set up, you know, systems on my phone to where if my kids need to reach me, they've got to call through and it like breaks through any sort of like restriction or silencing I have on my phone. But other than that, there's nothing that's urgent that needs to interrupt me when I'm doing something really important. And there've been so many times in the last few years that this has happened that I've really allowed myself to be like continually distracted and pulled away from the things that I know I need to do, that I've developed a solid system that works for me. And I've learned from so many other experts and other people who have transformed their productivity by making their working hours an actual system. And I know this might sound stressful or yeah, it might lock lack some spontaneity or, and, and you know, sometimes that's true, or maybe this just isn't the really cool way to live your life. But I'm telling you that it's the only way that I'm able to manage so many different things that I have going on. And I'm not an expert in this field, but I'm going to share with you the things that have worked for me. And I tell you, they work for sure. And it's possible that, you know, you're, you work like a nine to five job, you know, when you come home at night and, you know, you don't really have a schedule and you feel like you have lots of time to chill. So you might feel like you have time to really kind of be flexible in certain areas. And that's totally cool if that's your jam. But go back and listen to my podcast about courage and a new one coming out about taking risk because I know that we need to keep growing and you know that you need to keep growing and find ways to be your best self. So I'm going to give you some insights. So if you're if you're in this the sphere of developing or growing a business or developing or growing new goals or have changes you want to work on, this is going to relate to you. And, and as I said, what we're going to talk about today is going to carry over to all aspects of your life, whether you're just a busy mom or developing caring for aging relatives. I know people that are caregivers and they, they struggle finding time to make everything happen. Or even if just you have aspirations in life and you know that at some point you're going to be in one of those crazy times where everything, you know, just keeps getting stacked on and on and you feel like you have no time to do the things that you like to do. Or maybe you're one of those people that says, oh, I don't have time to read or I don't have time to exercise. Well, trust me, I get it. We've all been there, but I have put systems in place that have totally changed the way I handle and manage all of those, those like pesky excuses that we deal with. So today we're going to talk about the ways that I've learned how to manage bringing systems into my life. And I'm going to start in the one area 
that many of you are going to groan about. You're not all going to love this, but please stay with me because I promise this is going to give you some clarity and it's going to help you in more ways than you can imagine. And listen, if you don't, if you don't believe me about this, or if any of this seems like, oh, she's just, she's just talking gibberish, go do your research and study about how our smartphones have completely destroyed our ability to focus and dive deep. And I know that you've heard this. I know that you've heard stories or you've seen the data on how bad our phones really are for productivity. And it goes so much deeper than that. And today we're going to talk about focus, productivity, goal setting, and how to create systems to remain in flow. And it all starts with our devices. So let me ask you a question. Just picture yourself sitting at your desk or wherever your workspace is. And every five or 10 minutes, if a friend, family member, or work colleague literally walked up to you and in your ear or in front of you or behind you, just came up and started talking. Just came up and said, oh, hey, I wanted to ask you this. Or, hey, what about this? Or did you know I have a funny joke for you? Anything. Imagine if that happened every five or 10 minutes. How long would you be able to actually remain seated there and try to get anything done? You wouldn't, right? You wouldn't. After an hour of that, you would be like, wah, what's going on? And that's basically what our phones do every time they go off. It's a direct interruption of what you're doing in that moment. And so go do your research. You can find books and studies and videos and experts from every part of the world in every industry that explains exactly how this works in our brain. And I'm not talking about screen time, not yet, or social media. I'm talking about the actual notification on your phone, constantly dinging, vibrating, buzzing, beeping. You know, we've become addicted to that dopamine hit that we get when a text message arrives. We think, oh, somebody's trying to say, hey, somebody wants to talk. I, I better respond to that. And it's so ingrained in us now that it's actually hard to resist doing it. When that notification comes off, we are so tempted. And even if your phone is like in your back pocket and you're in the middle of an important conversation and you feel that vibration go, it actually interrupts the flow of what your brain is doing in that time. And you're still thinking, about the fact that your phone just went off and wondering what that is or who that was. Um, I'm telling you right now, the studies are true. And for almost a year, I have kept my phone on silent. And I'm not saying that I don't check my phone or scroll through Instagram whenever I, I decide to go on Instagram. I do. But I do it when I choose to do it. Not when my phone has gone like a beep, 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 and I need to do it then. I don't allow the interruptions of my phone to take me away from or even distract me from what I'm doing in that time. And I know you're going to have a lot of arguments about this. I, this, is, this is not going to be the most popular part of the podcast because you're going to say, well, I, I need it. You know, what if, what if my, my kids are in crisis or what if my customer needs me or, you know, what if, what if, what if, what if, what if. That's really what it is, is what if. There's very few things that are going to happen in in your day that is such an emergency that it can't wait for a short period of time. So I know you're all rolling your eyes right now and you're saying, I can't do that. That's, that's just going to be way too shocking. And funny enough, I was reading a study today and you should go look it up because they, there's a study that was done, um, in Spain and they were, their goal was to actually do this study for a certain amount of people for a certain number of, I think it was going to be like a week of people going with their phone on silent. Not that they couldn't check it, but that it was going to be a scheduled time. I don't know, three times a day that they could go and check their phone. And literally in that entire city that they were running the study, they couldn't find 30 people that would be willing to do it. So they had to change the whole study and just make it for 24 hours. And even then it was really difficult to find enough people to do it. So I'm, I'm telling you this, this is something I, I really suggest that you consider trying. And, you know, those of you that are listening that know that we've talked over the last couple of months about how this is life changing, I'm going to tell you why. And, and here's, and here's the things I want you to note when your brain says, I can't do that. Here's the things you need to know. If you work in a field where you must like answer phone calls for your job, great, do that. But turn all other notifications off. Turn off your email, your texts, your apps. Turn them off. If you need to take phone calls throughout the day, leave your, your phone ringer on and everything else goes off. You answer your phone if it rings, you do your job, everything else goes away. 
And if you're concerned about someone like a kid or a spouse being able to reach you or an emergency happening, listen, there are ways, especially on an iPhone, um, and I'm not sure with the other devices, but I know that there are ways. You, you can actually mark that contact as a favorite where it allows them to break through your silent mode. So my kids, for example, both of their cell phones on my phone are marked as favorites. So when my phone's off, because it is all the time, whether it's the middle of the night or during the day, if they actually call me, it's going to break through that. So find out how your devices, there are ways that you can set up alerts that will come through your phone, even though it's on silent, that will address any worry about missing an emergency call. And everything else can wait, period. You should control when you look at your phone. And when you have screen time, your phone shouldn't control you. Your, your life will change the minute you stop picking up your phone. Every time it buzzes, pings, or says, hey, pst, at you. Uh, funny story. Um, I have a few friends who, you know, this was a couple of years ago that I had this really um, funny kind of scary ringtone. It was like a real creepy voice that said, hey, psst. that was my like text tone. And it used to drive my friends bonkers. And I left it on for so long because it really creeped them all out. But um, it's still it's still the same sort of interruption. And I mean, even in that case, imagine my ringtone was then impacting other people. And I'm spending so much time on this because I cannot tell you how much this will improve your focus, your relationships, and all of your productivity. So try it. Just consider going one full week with your phone being on silent. So no notifications of any time. Try it. And we're going to talk about scheduling now so you can like develop specific time in which you're going to actually go in and check your phone. So if you follow any of the top business moguls today, and it's easy to do that because many of them are featured on you know various podcasts or have been interviewed or they write blogs or they're in the media, a common question they get asked is how they stay organized and how they do all the things that they do. Like how do they balance all the balls or what is their top advice that they give other other businesses? You go, go look at the people that you admire the most and look at the questions that they're asked and when they answer this. And 99% of them will report that they don't work from to-do lists, that they no longer do that, you know, that, that process of just getting tasks done, but that they time block and they work from a schedule. And from, you know, this whole, you know, old sort of, I want to say old school, you know, wake up in the morning, you know, hit the ground running, work, 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 and then go to bed at night. Isn't really most people's formula for success in anything. And I'm not talking about, you know, hustling and grinding and, you know, making, you know, the most of the time that you have available. Cause we all know there's a few very famous people out there that talk a lot about, you know, the, the 16 hours that you are not sleeping or 16 hours you can be productive. And yeah, I agree. 16 hours of, of productivity is possible in a day, but to me, productivity means more than just menial tasks. It means the things that you need to do to be your best self, the things you need to do to stay healthy and have your battery recharged. And so while we're on the topic of our devices, Let's talk about screen time because we're going to go into like time blocking and focus and goal setting, but screen time is something totally different than notifications. These are two totally different categories because we can have social media screen time on a computer as well. And so how many of you, this is a question I want you to ask yourself, how many of you in the middle of your day when you're eating your lunch or stuck on a task that you just kind of bored with or you're, you just lost focus, how many of you just stop? And actually pick up your phone and start scrolling through Instagram or Facebook or if you're single, maybe you're scrolling through Bumble or LinkedIn or, or whatever you're doing. You're going and seeing what CNN posted today about Donald Trump. How many of you do that? Not because you really needed to go get information. You didn't go to your device to get information. You go to your device to get a distraction. And again, this is, this is talking about this human to technology relationship that we have with our phones. You know, not, not just the, the buzz or the bleep that give us that dopamine hit that require us then to actually like physically go and see what that is. I'm talking about when we're actually on our devices and we all do this a moment of boredom or a lack of focus, or even if we just feel like we need a short break, boom, we just start looking for useless information about other people's lives. Or if we hop into like email accounts or personal or business email accounts, we let other people's urgent areas of their life then be that moment of distraction. 
So think about it. Think about what you use social media for. If you use social media for business, this is a kind of a totally different thing because in when we start talking about time blocking, you will have scheduled time where you go into social media because it is part of the tasks that you need to accomplish your goals. But if you're on the other end and you don't actually need or use social media for business, you know what I'm talking about because we all do it. And you know, Snapchat and bunny filters and stories. I mean, I understand that it's, it's part of our culture today and, and we're going to do it. But what I'm saying is that if you're using that as a form of distraction in the middle of flow, it's going to totally take you away from what you really need to accomplish. So none of that screen time is actually going to help you achieve your focus or improve productivity. What you should do instead is not allow your focus to be broken. If you need a little brain break, get up, go for a walk, you know, have something to eat, have something to drink. Take a minute to take a breath and think about why you're stuck. Like just, just do something other than allow your brain to be really distracted. Hey, if you're enjoying this conversation, you really want to become a premium subscriber. First off, it's really cheap, about the same as a cup of coffee for the entire month of access. Second, it helps us grow, add more podcasters and events for you to be a part of. And third, what a great way to support this sisterhood. You love us, now help us do even more by joining at ladieschitchatclub.com. That's ladieschitchatclub.com and there are no commercial breaks. Let's rejoin this chat now. So, um... I want, I want you to know, like I work in time blocks, you know, and I'm going to get into that in a second. And in between blocks of time of what I have scheduled for my day or tasks that I'm in the middle of once I've completed it, sure, I might jump on my phone. I might then, it might be, it could be a two hour window. It could be a four hour window. It could be 30 minutes, whatever my block of time is. And I'm definitely going to jump on my phone and see if anybody has anything to say or response on a post that I want to comment on. Sure, I do that. But I do it when I'm completed with one thing before I go to the next. I don't allow it to pull my focus away. So, you know, again, today, this is what I'm sharing with you. The things that have worked for me to really increase my focus, which has increased my productivity like crazy. And I I had to do that. I had to do that because I have plans to scale my company and grow and I'm doing that. And a lot of you know, you know, of course, you're listening to the podcast, but you know, my company, Corporate Cause Agency, we do direct service to businesses that are looking to expand their partnerships in the community. And I also have a whole bunch of new things in the works. I'm launching a new digital product next week and we have all new things starting next year as well. So in order for me to be able to do all of this, I know that I need to be able to always be productive and stay focused because otherwise that tornado, I know, trust me, it like, it can totally like take over your life. Um, I mean, here's an example today and yesterday between these two days when I was preparing for this podcast I also had a whole bunch of blogs to write and and content to produce so yesterday and today I had four hour blocks of time that I set aside to do this and this entire four hour block of time my phone is in the other room actually I don't even know where my phone is I it's somewhere it's in the other room I haven't opened it I haven't looked at it no notifications have gone off and I have been able to produce a massive amount of work in this period of time uninterrupted so um, there's a lot of books you can read about it. One that I suggest you read is called Deep Work. And it really tells you what happens to your brain when you don't allow that deep productivity time to happen. And I think in the book, they talk about, you know, having a certain number of hours per week of uninterrupted time all the time. For me, I have it per day now. You know, it's been a process to get there. This is going to be a process for you too, because I'm hoping you're going to embark on this no notifications on on your phone and time blocking and taking breaks. But it talks about, you know, I think once a month they go a full 24 hours without their phone. And then maybe once a year, it's like, you know, a period of time that you go and you focus on creative work. So that could be like your strategic planning for the year or budgeting, which sounds blah. I mean, a whole week of budgeting would be terrible. But whatever it is that you know you need to do in a creative time, setting time aside to completely unplug. And listen, I think we're going to keep seeing more and more about this as we become more and more addicted as a society to digital devices. I think that the intentional time to unconnect from that is really going to be the key to maximizing your brain power because you know you read these books you read studies you'll see that there is a generation of of people that are being raised that are not developing the part of their brain that allows them to do that deep work 
And listen, that's where some of the top, most, you know, inspirational, creative, and, you know, intelligent people in the world have made things happen is by being able to go deep into their brain to come up with these solutions to problems and, you know, really amazing products and ideas. And if we take away a human being's ability to go deep into that part of our brain, we're going to start missing out on all of these great inventions moving forward. So I think you're going to see this shift happen. So maybe you'll be able to think back and say that, you know, Taverly was the first person that said, keep your phone notifications off, take breaks. But hopefully I'm not the first person that has told you that. And you, you probably already know it. So if you're still with me now, after me telling you the th- one thing I'm sure that you just didn't want to hear, um, let's move on. And I suggest that you do try try your life with no notifications. Go periods of time. And you know, if you're in a downtime mode and you want to turn it on and you know get those buzzes and clicks and beeps, you know, feel free. But I I recommend you try it next time you have a really deep project to work on or something that you know you need to really be focused on or if you're reading a book or maybe you're cooking or going on a walk whatever that might be try it out turn your phone off just take take a take a break and I guarantee you you will you will start to see changes like right away and here's a way that you can start I suggest you start with maybe overnight I'm I'm super surprised at how many people still keep their phones on at night How many people like have their phones like buzz and bleep when they're sleeping? I mean, how do you do that? How are you not like feeling like you wake up in the morning with a really interrupted sleep? I I couldn't do that. And again, I have things in place. So those that know they need to reach me if there's an emergency that they would ring through that. And my family has that statuses. My kids have those statuses. If somebody really needed me in an emergency, because I don't have a home line, they would be able to, to break through that but what else do I need to know in the middle of the night? And I sure don't want to wake up in the morning. The first thing I do is look at who's posted on Facebook or Instagram. You know, that is definitely not going to make my day better. Well, okay, maybe if somebody's going to go and like on all my pictures, maybe that'll make my day better. And I think that that's really what we think, but we know that that's not true. So start small, give it, give it a shot, limit the time that you actually go into your screen, whether it's your computer or your phone, and do that intentionally. Turn your notifications off and set time in your schedule, or just maybe think about it. Just just start with one day and say, okay, today I'm going to keep all the notifications off on my phone. And once every hour is when I'm going to look at my phone, or maybe you're going to stretch it to once every two hours. And then during the time that you're not on your phone, do something else. Read a book. Go for a walk. If you're not working, find something that makes you happy. Or you know what? More importantly, if you're with your friends or your family or doing something fun, be present. Stay in that moment. So this this literally changed my life. And and I've been I've been, you know, notification free for a long time. That's that's kind of not new for me. Um, limiting my screen time, you know, in the last year, I have definitely done that. And I, I don't even really have any social media on my computer. I, I really only use it on my phone. Um, and I use a system for business social media. Uh, you know, I use a platform that can push things out to all channels at once. So I find have found ways to be efficient at it. Um, but it's freed up a lot of time. So then the question is, what do you do with all this free time? So here's what I did. I recently completed a time study. And I did this because I have a really amazing business mentor in my life. And she, anytime that her and I meet, if I'm in a hurricane phase, you know, and she's a safe place that I can sort of go and express where I, where I'm stuck. And also to go and celebrate all the great things that I've accomplished since the last time we talked or what's going on in my business. And she actually asked me to complete a time study and and I've done it informally in the past. Like I've, you know, spent, you know, a couple of, you know, weeks or days at the end of the day and, you know, wrote out like what, what did I do today? Where was my time spent? And that's not really a time study to actually do a full time study. You need to do it on the spot. At the top of every hour, you need to go and classify where you spent that hour. And listen, any of you that um, work in industries where you bill or invoice by the time, you'll already know this because you'll realize how important even 15 minute increments can become. But a lot of us don't do that. We don't work, you know, we don't work in exchange for, you know, clocking in and clocking out time being for money. And, And some trades do that. You still have to clock in and clock out. And I understand that. So then again, you guys are going to understand the importance of really understanding where each of your hour is spent. And um, so here, here's what I did. I'm going to tell you what I did. I spent two weeks tracking all of my time. 
and I created a color-coded chart and here's the and this is just for me and in, in my system this is in, in sort of my area of work and life this is how I broke it down I had a, a color-coded area for client work and that includes you know meetings you know anything that was involved with that particular client and each client had a different color I had another category for research or business development and that includes like lunches with new people you meet networking events after hours events or phone calls with new contacts or Zoom. I do a lot of Zoom. Um, Another category is content creation. So that's this podcasts, marketing, blogging, writing newsletters, any of that. And then another area is communication. And that could be like a dreaded email system that so many of us have, you know, get hundreds and hundreds of a day and, um, and messages. And that, you know, that does include communication will include part of that, you know, follow ups and phone calls as well, because sometimes it's really easy to pick up the phone and answer a question instead of sending an email. And I think that another little tidbit there is things that you can do in, in, in 30 seconds of phone call, I suggest you do that instead of a 10 minute email. Anyway, just my preference. So those were my like business categories. And then for my time study in my personal categories, I separated them by emails, texts, and social media. That's one color coded. Another one was household, like shopping, cooking, and errands. Another category is social. So friends, family, kiddos, and then I had a category for downtime, like just me time. And that could be, I don't know, everybody for, for all of you, it's different. For me, that could be watching a movie, reading a book, I don't know, going for like a walk, um, whatever that might be. And then I, I personally had a separate category called personal growth because I spent a lot of time on looking at the ways that I can be the best version of myself. So personal growth for me, you know, is meditation, could be yoga, could be classes, could be, you know, I've been taking a class on negotiation. So all of those things under personal growth um, and journaling can go in there too. And I also had a, a category for fitness. So here's what I did. I had all these categories for business and these categories for personal. And at the end of every hour, I classified where I spent that hour. And at the end of two weeks, holy crap, it was such a surprise. And it immediately became apparent to me that I needed a better system for not just for pre-planning how I spent my time, but to think about how I spent my time because these categories didn't match my goals. And I, I didn't really realize that. And I, I think that part of that does sometimes happen when we feel like that overflowed, like buried amount of things that we need to do because, you know, this is, I'm primarily talking as an, uh, as a business owner as an entrepreneur, how our to-do lists like never end. You know, there's always stuff that needs to be accomplished. And, and you know, we, we know we're not going to do it all in a day and being okay with that is, you know, that's a different, that's a different mindset, but it could be the same if you're in your job and you, you know, you're on a salaried, in a salaried position. And you're, especially if you're, uh, have huge responsibilities, we often work way past the amount of hours that we're actually compensated for. And it can be really intrusive into our life and we don't set good boundaries. So when you do a time study like this, which I recommend every single one of you do, do a time study, create the top categories for work. And if you're, if you're employed and not a business owner, it's the same thing, make top categories for work and top categories for personal and just, just set a goal. And of course you will have already turned all the notifications off on your phone. So that's not going to interrupt you. But I did mine by paper because I didn't want to actually have to open my phone every hour to track this because again, I knew that that could take me down rabbit hole. So I did it on paper, but do it whatever way you want. Put some time into looking at where you spend your time and and, and then at the end of that, you know, create, you know, a full, it could be, I broke mine down by week where I spent my time by week. And then I just kind of made a percentage. And when I saw the percentage of the total time I had available in a week and where I spent it, it absolutely did not match my goals. Don't you just feel smarter when you're listening to this? I know I do. The free stuff on this site is really, really good. But you'll also love the stuff that comes with your premium membership. Just $4.99 a month because we want it to be accessible to everyone. And let's face it, we spend way more than that on a coffee. And it hardly helps you have a fabulous life like we do. Join today at ladieschitchatclub.com. That's ladieschitchatclub.com. We're going to make your life better. So we'd really appreciate appreciate the help. Oh, and there are no commercial breaks. Let's get back to what we were doing now. So that was 
that was a real life changer for me. And so from then until now, I have put some major systems in place to deal with that. And so here's what I did. Number one, I went through my calendar and removed anything that I had booked that didn't align with my goals. And I'm going to talk about goals in a minute. I literally even put a sign up um, on my, my, I have a bulletin board that sits in front of me. I put a sign up in front of me that says, before you say yes, does it? A, help move my goals forward. B, make me better. Or C, make me happier. That's what I did. I cleaned up my calendar like months in advance. If it was, you know, sort of casual, you know, a casual event that, you know, I was invited to, but I don't really know anything about it. And I didn't know if it was going to be helpful. Boom, I cut it. If it was a duplicate meeting where I feel like we could have accomplished it in another way, boom, I cut it. If it's something that I felt like I could do by email instead or move to a Zoom call so I didn't, you know, lose two hours of driving time, boom, I cut it. And that meant literally cutting 30% of non-essential meetings, events, lunches, etc. So not only did I have like this huge amount of time that I know is back in my life from really working on not allowing my phone to control me, but I control my phone and doing a time study to see where my time was spent. And I started implementing changes. Okay, so number two after my time study, I added in a bunch of automated systems. I did this to handle things like email. I mean, Gmail, it's great. It has tools for moving ads or unsubscribing from lists (coughs) um, or taking information that you didn't ask for that's coming to you and just putting it somewhere else. So you don't even have to see it. And then once in a while, you're going to go and clear out those boxes. I also created in my Gmail account systems for automatically starring things that I know needed my attention right away. I I cleared out a bunch. I mean that that was that was definitely a big change. So all of my email accounts and I managed several, some for my clients, some for my business and some for personal. And my personal account I use a lot of business development for because it's like a general email box. It's my just my regular Gmail. And I also have my business Gmail and my clients. Gmail. So I have all these different accounts. So I I merged them into one system. I developed a shared calendar between all systems, uploaded that, downloaded it, moved it across all platforms. And then I added another really cool little thing in which there's lots of systems, but it's something to manage my calendar. I'm using Calendly. Um, It's basically C-A-L-E-N-D-L-Y. And I linked it into that one main calendar that now feeds in calendars from across everywhere. All my calendars now go to one spot and I have the system that can open up that calendar. And so anytime that, you know, I want to book a podcast guest or I want to have a meeting with a critical client or I want to have a meeting with a new client or I want to attend an event and somebody scheduled it, I actually can send people this Calendly link and they can see my schedule for the next, I think that I allow it for like 60 days in advance. So they see my schedule and they can book it directly themselves. So it saves me from like the flip and flop and back and forth of managing all these different areas. So, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. There are a lot of automated systems that you can put in place for your financials, for your email, for your telephone system. You can even have voicemails turned into um, texts and emailed to you. So if your phone is off and you don't want to miss a critical call, um, actually, I'm sorry, have it emailed to you. If you want, don't want to miss a call, but you know you're going to leave your phone over there for four hours, you can have a voicemail system that will turn your voicemail into, um, into an email and email it to you. So when you're actually working on emails, or if you're doing content, you can have it come to you and and alert you in a different way that doesn't allow your phone to interrupt you. So there's lots of things. You can clean up your list. You can clean up your systems. You can manage your phone. You can take all of these systems in place and help you actually increase your productivity by changing how you manage your time and your schedule. And listen, if you're, if you have questions about things like how to maximize Gmail or Google drive, there's lots of training out there. I, you know, I highly recommend you look at all the different systems that you use and how to put, you know, automation in place wherever possible. And I've done this too on different projects. I, you know, the one thing I want to change, which is, it still might be a challenge is the different clients I work with in the different groups, they all use different project management systems. So I'm trying to like merge it all into one, but things like Trello, um, Asana, they're really good to use for tracking other people's work in your own work. So, you know, that's another system I I recommend. Um, So I, I literally have now done this three months in advance. So I looked ahead, I've blocked specific time. 
So here's what I did. I took, I took those same categories and I looked ahead at the months where my schedule is relatively clear, except for some major events. And I took the time, those categories and I assigned the percentage that I want to be in those areas based upon my goals. And then I took my schedule and blocked it. I have different color coded systems in my schedule months in advance of time for each day of the week to work on each of those specific areas, non-negotiable. And now that I'm not actually booking things into my own schedule, I'm letting my schedule do it, or I'm allowing people to see when I'm available and find time in there. That means that I have guarded the things that I need to prioritize and not allowed it to be to, to be changed. Now, I'm going to preface that, of course, we got to be fluid. Things are going to happen in life where you're going to have to make a little changes. I'm not saying that. I'm saying in the big picture, I have now, you know, seven days a week of a pretty good idea of what I know I need to do each one of those days. And of course, I've even blocked a week off to try to take some time off. I've blocked time in there for personal growth because when I schedule time and have made these blocks, I didn't just utilize my business goals. I used my personal goals too. And I created my schedule based around all of that. And that includes, um, you know, direct client work for sure. It has included blocking time for business development and research. I added in a different color code, of course, for communication time to create content. And, you know, of course, we all need a little admin time. You know, we need to review these schedules. You need to make sure that, you know, at least once a week you look at what has happened. So you don't, you know, you don't have like five, for me, like five podcasts got booked back to back and I don't always look at who's booked what on my schedule until I that day of the week that I look at my schedule so sometimes you need to pop in and look you got to do some accounting contract reviews all that stuff so you need some admin time and phew that was a lot but I I feel so good knowing that yes my schedule is super busy and I have a lot to accomplish but I have also scheduled in time for personal I've scheduled in the time to do the things I need to do to keep my household running I've scheduled in time to fill my joy bucket I've scheduled in time where I know I'm going to need to have some extra rest because I have a really heavy week that week. And, you know, I, I want you to think of that too, that when you schedule that time, you need to make sure you're scheduling time for rest. So this got me, you know, really thinking and it got me into all these new systems and processes and my productivity has been through the roof. So I feel like I now can look ahead, know what I need to do, know when I have time to do it. And I'm not, I'm not in that tornado anymore. And I love being outside of that. Here's one of the lessons that I learned the most, and that is time is our most precious commodity. And the time that I have left at the end of every day outside of my business and personal goals, the time that I have left is really limited. And so now I'm really particular on the time that I've scheduled like as I'm just going to call it like free time. It's like recess. (laughs) I have recess in my schedule. I'm really particular what I do with that free time. And the majority of, of that is spent with family or friends because I'm, I personally get my joy bucket so filled up by being with the people that I love. So I did all of this and I'm still doing it and I will never go back to not doing this because this has allowed me to not allow any sort of being pulled in 5,000 directions to impact my ability to focus and be productive. So I'm really intentional about it. And when I have, it's funny, I'm calling it recess. I think I'm going to like have to change my calendar and go call it recess because I think that's hilarious. But when I have time that's not focused on, you know, business or personal goals, I go back to that question that I ask myself. Will it help me reach my goals? Will it make me better in everything that I do? Will it make me super happy? And when do I need to rest? Listen, that is going to be life-changing for you. Okay, so, so far, I know I'm giving you guys tons of information. Hopefully, maybe I should have said at the beginning of the podcast, you should have like a pen and paper handy. But these are the things that I've done to really improve my, my focus. Because listen, focus is, it's it's imperative. It doesn't matter what you do, what industry you work in, or how you work. If you don't have the ability to focus on what it is that you're trying to do, it's not going to work. And you're going to find yourself reaching surface level goals and never getting where you want to go. So I want you to think about focus as the the shift in the needle. If you want to get from A to Z, taking that step to that next letter is going to be about being able to focus. So if something doesn't fit into whatever areas of priority you have, 
Get used to saying no. This is new for me. I've learned to say no. And I guard my time like it's the most valuable resource that I have because it is for all of us. We might not wake up tomorrow and it could be it. This could be my last day here. I want to know that I spent my time, you know, uh, effectively. And, you know, I, I'll, I'll preface that with, yeah, of course, you know, I, I already know what you're going to ask. You're going to say, well, you know, in those three things, what about the things that you don't like to do if it doesn't make you happy, make you better or reach your goals? Well, not everything you're going to do is going to fit in those categories, especially if you don't like doing it. Well, true. Okay. I don't love cleaning and I, I don't definitely don't love food shopping. I love cooking, but I don't love food shopping. But I see all of those as making me better in all that I do. I know that I am more productive and feel more settled at home in my downtime when my house is clean. I know that I'm going to reach my fitness goals better when I have good healthy food prepared. So yeah, I might not love the actual task associated with it, but I know that if it's going to help me reach my goals, I'm going to keep doing it. And, you know, of course, there might be fires that come up in your day. There are always fires. There are always critical things that are going to come and waylay you and could take you so off course that you end up on a different mountain that day. Totally possible. I get it. Happens to me all the time. And you know what? When your day gets blown up, let it get blown up. You might need to look at your schedule and say, okay, well, I had all these, you know, X, Y, and Z set out to do today. And I was going to take a rest here. And I was going to accomplish this. And then boom, something came and just took all of that and like literally wiped your page clean. You know what? That's okay. You have tomorrow. Focus on the things that have blown up. And if something critical or urgent comes up, handle it. And you know what? Maybe you're going to get sick and that might just be a result of not scheduling enough time to rest. So there you go. That's the universe telling you, forget today's schedule, go rest. So yeah, you're going to plan to the best of your ability and 95, maybe more, 95% of your days are not going to happen that way. If you manage the way that you're interrupted by your device, if you manage the amount of time that you waste scrolling on useless information, that's not going to help you reach your goals. If you create a really good system to manage your time to do the things that you know that you need to do, you might have to be fluid a few, let's say 5% of the time. It's totally fine. Don't beat yourself up about it. Um, and I also think that you should know, you know, what days and activities, or I'm going to say this too, for all you ladies listening, or what times of the month, you might not be your most productive. You might not want to schedule your most creative days on the days that your monthly cycle is coming, you know, is starting again. You know that you're going to be a little more tired that day. Or, you know, maybe you know that, you know, there's a huge event coming and the following day you're going to be exhausted. You don't necessarily have to just always schedule those as vacation days or non-productive days but you could schedule something different that day maybe those aren't the days that you know for me maybe those aren't the days I podcast you know I we just had women's entrepreneurship day in in Colorado and it was so super amazing and I purposefully made no plans that night after I knew it was going to be 10 hours on my feet the next day I knew that my workout needed to be one third of what it would normally be because I would be like physically and mentally exhausted I knew that I needed to eat really well in the days following to help me recover. And I knew I was going to need a lot of extra sleep. And honestly, the two nights after that, I slept 10 hours. So you got to know, you got to know yourself too. So make sure that, you know, when you're going through all of these different processes, because I'm sending you down this path, hopefully of looking at new systems and processes that you're thinking about yourself and, and, and your body and your energy levels and your health and the things that you know that are going to come up. Because when you look at your schedule in advance, especially if you do what I did, which is plan 90 days out, you're going to know some days that you're going to need to keep your workload light. And, you know, I am, again, focusing this primarily on this is about being an entrepreneur and what our schedules are like, but it does carry over in business. If you're an employee, you can, you could do the same thing. You're going to look at your schedule in 90 days. You might not have full control of your meeting schedule, but those that you do have control of and the projects you do have control of, try to make sure you build it around those times. And I'll tell you that, you know, having your long-term, short-term and fluid goals developed is the last most critical step in all of this. Because if you have a list of where you're going to block your time to help you be most productive, you have to know what you're blocking your time for. And, you know, I'm not going to go really deep into my process for setting goals for 2019, the process that I went through to set my goals, which included like, you know, the, the, I actually, 
I'm actually in a process of working with a, a group and uh, with my friend Shelly Miller, who those of you, if you've listened to Shelly Miller's podcast, um, you'll know she's she's really about systems and processes. And um, if you haven't listened, go listen to it. But I'm a part of a group with her where we're in this challenge of 30 days. And, and part of this process has been developing our goals. And between that and the tools that I have from, you know, some of my different mentors, you know, I have my own system for creating my goals. And so I have, you know, the 30 big, you know, skyscraper goals and the 10 of them that are, um, I want to accomplish in a year. And I, I start with those goals. And then you go down and talk about, you know, strategies on reaching those goals, the resources you need, the, you know, the marketing tools you need. And of course, the KPIs for those goals, which is our, which are your key performance indicators. All of that definitely a part of goal setting. And maybe I'll do a whole nother podcast on goal setting. And hopefully those of you that are listening to this, if you're catching it before the beginning of the year, you have your goals already set up. But if you don't, it's never too late. Whenever you start your goals is when you start your goals. If you haven't set them, go ahead and do that. But before I look at my calendar and how I'm going to block my time out, I have to look at my goals. Because for me to determine what percentage of time I want to, I'm going to spend on direct client work versus business development, versus communication, versus content creation. Before I look at any of that, I need to know what my goals are. And if my goals are, you know, to increase direct client service work, I know that I might now need to look at my schedule. And if I don't have time in my schedule, that's when it allows me to start looking at do I need to start contracting other things out and and that was really the point of my time study actually for me personally was to determine what tasks I'm going to keep on my plate and what I'm going to start contracting out because you know virtual assistants content creators there are so many other resources out there that you can you know use as systems I've talked a lot about systems that you can use as systems to help you allow more time in your schedule because Again, time is our most valuable commodity. So I have, you know, I have my goals set out. And so when I look at my schedule 90 days in advance, I have to have my goals sitting in front of me. I personally, I have to use like, I have to use a visual for me for goals. I, it doesn't work doing it digitally for me. I've tried, doesn't work the same. I need it out on a piece of paper. I like colors and I use like different colored markers and and pens and I create my goals and I, I look at them and that really, and that's not just for business. That includes my personal goals. So I, I do that. And then that really allows me to focus on where and how I'm going to create those percentages that create my time blocks. So I know we've covered tons of information. This is like, this has been like an overload of systems and time blocking and focus and it's important. So, so far we've covered, okay, how to not let your phone rule your life, how to allow yourself to focus by creating intentional times to go on your screen, whether it's on your computer or on your phone and completing a time study if you haven't already. So you can really look at the ways to maximize your time to help you reach your goals and cutting out all the rest. So once you've done all that, then you're going to say, well, okay, I did that. Now I'm going to wake up tomorrow and I've got three different blocks of time, two meetings, one podcast to create. Like, where do I start? Well, that's a question I ask myself a lot and, and we all do. And, and I'll, I'll give you the three things that I do at the beginning of each one of my days. And this is before I look at my phone, before I do any sort of digital work. These are the first things, three, three things that I do. And usually I do it while I'm having a morning cup of coffee or a smoothie or my breakfast or whatever it might be. Once I've gotten up and, and started my day, this is what I do. I write out the top list of the five tasks that I have to accomplish that day. And that is, again, why I look at my calendar in front of me as opposed to digitally because I don't want to go on my devices. So I look at my calendar and I'm like, all right, what do I have to do that day? Because I might forget what I have scheduled for next Monday. I'm not going to remember until Monday comes around. But I will look at what do I have to do that day and what client work is a must because that always is the forefront of my day is the things that, you know, of course are bringing us revenue that matters the most. So I look at that. What client work do I need to do that day? I make, I, I write it out. And these are usually the five tasks that I know I need to accomplish. And my calendar is dictating that because I've already put the intention in creating a calendar of structure. So I don't have to think about tomorrow and I don't have to think about Thursday. I'm only focusing on today. What are the five things I need to do that day? And then I look at what's ahead and for that day and what do I need to do for breaks? What type of rest am I going to need? If I know that my calendars determine my action steps for everything from all of my business goals to social media time to, you know, time to, to, you know, 
take a break to whatever that might be. That's the second thing I do is really look at that. If I have a really heavy day of meetings, like back to back meetings and listen, sometimes it happens. Sometimes we have like eight hours of meetings straight and it's like, oh my gosh, you know, you're going to need food. You know, you're going to need water. You know, you're going to need to take time to like have a breath. So pre-plan that. Look at that. You know, if a meeting ends 15 minutes early, don't jump in your email. Save it. Wait. Nothing's going to be that urgent that you can't wait a little bit. Take 15 minutes if you need it. So I schedule breaks in when I look at my day. I know when I need to have some time to like recharge my batteries. And then once I've looked at my day ahead and I have it planned, I know what it's going to look like. I'm praying for no fires to come and burn my schedule down. And I take an hour to myself and I do something that positively kickstarts my day. And it depends. For me, usually it's it's a workout. Usually it's something fitness related or lifting. And you know, my schedule, that's just what works best for me. I like to get up early and I like to spend an hour doing something that makes my day start on a positive note. And that's part of the reason why I avoid my devices. Because I don't I don't need any sort of negative news or other people's lives to impact what I have control of, which is how I start my day. So I usually go work out and I'm I try to be back home and done or finished with that hour if I'm not working out sometimes it's a walk and sometimes it's just journaling sometimes it's reading a book it depends on what that day is but I take an hour and usually that's all done by eight o'clock eight o'clock starts boom I'm into my first time block for the day and I get up early because most of the time I, I make as much happen as I can early in the day that's what I'm my best I think we all are but that's just me um but yeah, that's that's how I do it. I start the day, I spend one hour doing something positive after I've already scheduled my day. So there's no days where I feel like I don't know what's coming next. But I'll tell you, some days I wake up and think, oh crap, I didn't know I had like five meetings in the afternoon. But I know because I'm going to look at it first thing in the morning. I'm going to look at it first thing in the morning and schedules change. Some meetings might cancel. Some might ask for an urgent meeting and you might have to be a little fluid. And like I said, a fire may come up and you might just have to bump a lot of things to the next day and be prepared for that because that doesn't happen in the majority of the cases so when it does happen you're totally capable of handling it so my friends I know this has been a lot of information but I really wanted to dive deep into this and share with you the things that I've done to increase my focus and my productivity both in life and in my business and it lets me do so much more and you know what else is it's really kind of taken away that frantic feeling sometimes where you know you guys that have listened to my podcast you've heard me mention some really funny things but one of them is like the times when you know you're a duck floating on the top of the water all peace and calm and underneath your feet are paddling like a hundred miles an hour. I don't like feeling like that. I don't, I don't want my days to be that way because I think that I, I don't have as much productivity. So I found ways to put like really good systems in place to improve my focus and my productivity. And these are really the cornerstones to moving the needle to where you want it to be. So changing how you handle your devices and changing how you manage your time changing where you prioritize the areas that you're focused on and then you know really always evaluating where your time is best spent for you personally as an individual and the things that make you happy and fill you up and the things that help you reach your goals you know this will change your life for the better I promise you this so thanks for tuning in for this long jam-packed podcast on systems about you know time blocking and and we'll talk more about goal setting and focus and productivity and I hope it's helped you and and we love all of our listeners of grit and grace thanks for tuning in to another great episode and don't forget you can find us on facebook at grit and grace podcast corporatecauseagency.com is my company you can always go find out more about me and what i do there and there should be a little chat box in wherever you're listening to this feel free to leave us comments and messages and say hello tell us what you love what you'd like to hear more about and share with me i would love to hear any new systems that you you've put into place that's changed your life because I'd like to do like an update on this for all of you listeners in a couple of months and hear other ideas on how you've become more productive. Thanks for listening and go be fierce my friends.